It's the house of God. It's a place. It's a speaking place of God. It's a place where the heart of God is revealed to you. It's a place where you begin to get to know. You begin to get to understand. You get to experience all that God has for you. And he comes back to that place. But Bethel this time doesn't only become a place where God calls him or speaks to him. It's a place where God begins to reveal himself to him. And God, and, and he comes in and he, and he says, surely God is here. But he comes in also and he says, God changes his name from Jacob to Israel. I'm here to say to you that some encounters with God causes God to change how we speak, how we view life, but also he changes our name. Because there's some things that have been significant in our lives, some things that we've been remembered for, but there's some things new that God wants to do. So he comes to that place and he says, surely God is in this place. And I pray today, when God changes his name, he says, you will be, be fruitful, increase in number, and a nation and a community of nations will come after you. I'm here to say to you, when God encounters him in Bethel, he says to him, a community of nations, that means descendants will come out of you that will also be called by your name. Amen. And we know that Israel was started off in a man, became a nation. Amen. And so we see the fulfillment of that word. May God begin to bless you in such a way that generations to come, may they know your name. May you be named in generations to come. May, may the purposes of God concerning you be revealed even in the generations to come. And the Bible says, and, he, and God begin to bless him in such a way that he even brings an offering before the Lord and he pours oil on the altar. Now this is not a new altar that he erects. This is an altar that he erected in a previous encounter. I'm here to say to you, there are some things, altars that we've erected in previous encounters that God will use again to speak to you. Amen. Uh, Father, we come to you in the wonderful name of Jesus. We thank you for your sons. We thank you for your daughters that have come out this morning, even as we worship you, as we lift up our hearts, we lift up our voices, we lift up our spirits before you. You're a mighty God. You're a great God. Show up, oh God. Show up like only you can. Show up, oh God, and reveal your heart and reveal your purposes to your sons and daughters. And more than anything else, oh God, let them experience you. So we take off all limits of you today, Lord. We say, have your way in this place. Have your way in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Well, welcome to you this morning. Let us just worship God together. Amen. God bless. Hallelujah. Amen. We've come to praise our Father. I want to encourage you this morning that we leave everything else aside. I want you to know that you are victorious. You're more than an overcomer. And as you march in what your battle, you march in authority right now. Amen. Come on, we're going to give him praise. Just like David, we're strong and mighty. Amen. Come on, let's sing. I'm marching to battle.
there's a stirring in the atmosphere right now. And I know that when we praise and worship, we want to call Yes. Yeah. 
listen to him. Don't listen to your circumstances. Take heed right now that you're the mighty body. Amen. Because I feel him moving in now. I feel him do. Come on, speak this upon your life and your family. Every desire is now satisfied. 
worship, but no one knows why you are worshiping God. But today it's all about Him. It's all about you lifting up your heart. It's all about you lifting up your body. It's all about you lifting God. I worship you. I worship you for the breakthroughs. I worship you for what you're doing in my life. Thank you. 
somebody said amen and amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. Amen, amen. Thanks to the worship team. The Lord is good. Amen. I said the Lord is good. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is the glory and the lifter of our heads. He is our exceeding great reward. Amen. Our cups run over. Hallelujah. Our cups run Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Our Sunday school may leave. Amen. I pray that you have a blessed time. Amen. I know we're out for a few weeks, but we thank God for the opportunity of being together. And so we thank God for just our well, Sunday school as well. May the Lord bless them. Amen. If you got your Bible, stand with me to the book of Genesis chapter 30. We are excited about what God is saying and what God is doing. Just remember that uh, this is our last Sunday of two services, 7 and 9 from next week. We go back to 8 o'clock. Amen. Amen. We have one joint 8 o'clock service. Amen. 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 We're going to start, kick off our times of celebration. Remember, September is our anniversary month and it's our month where we celebrate and it's going to be our Thanksgiving and Covenant month. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And then the 1st of October, the family gets together. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So the 1st of October is a very important day because the family is having a function. Yes. Amen. Amen. We're having our Thanksgiving and our covenant celebration and we're going to give God a good praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Not that you don't give him a good praise any other day, but you, we're going to give him a good, good praise. Yes. Amen. Amen. And we're going to be thankful for many things and we're going to just show up and God is going to show out. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, may the Lord bless you. Amen. Yes. May the Lord bless you. My cup runneth over. Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Amen. Amen. May the goodness of the Lord, may the grace of the Lord flow over your life. Amen. May the Lord fill your cup to overflowing. Yes. And may others drink of your saucer. Amen. Amen. For those that don't know saucer and cup. Amen. Because we're a mad generation. Amen. But may the Lord fill your cup to overflowing and others drink of your saucer. You know, the old people, you know, in the cups, when the, when the, when the tea used to fill over the cup or the tea was too hot, yeah. they used to pour it in the saucer yeah. and they blow it like that and you drink it. Amen. So I want, I may your cup overflow yes. and others drink of your saucer. Amen. Amen. So that there, there'll be enough. Amen. I'm telling you, whatever's coming into your life yes. is not just enough for you. Amen. Amen. It's going to be begin to be a blessing to everyone that's connected to you. Aren't you glad? You know, tell some people you should be glad you're connected to me. They should recognize, amen, that, that God, the blessings of the Lord is upon your life. Yes. And when they're partaking of the saucer, yeah. amen, imagine what it feels like drinking from the cup. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. We have, I, I pray that the Lord will bless you. Amen. And so we want to just look at it, uh, at the scripture in Genesis chapter 30. I want to speak to you about raising a Joseph generation. And I believe this is part of the prophetic mandate for this season and part of the prophetic mandate for the, 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 the world that we live in right now, that God is going to begin to raise up a generation of Josephs. Yes. Yes. 
Amen. Yeah. And now when we, when we speak about, uh, you know, certain uh, characters in the Bible, it may be a male character, but it doesn't mean it's not applicable yeah. to you as a female. Amen. So I want you to understand, uh, understand this. The Bible says we are all sons of God. Yeah. To them that are called by his name, we are called to be sons of God. Amen. Does it exclude women? No, no, no. It, it, it includes everybody. Because if you have a problem with being called a son of God, the Bible says and the church of Jesus Christ will be called the bride of Christ. Yes. So there's a few brides here. Yeah. Of male gender. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. So there's no, when the Bible uses certain language, it's not contained to a particular gender group. Amen. So when I say we're raising a generation of Josephs, it's not Josephines. Amen. It's Joseph. Amen. Yeah. And, 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 and attached to this is a blessing. So we're going to, to the book of Genesis chapter 30 verses 22. And the Bible says, and God remembered Rachel. Mm. Amen. I could stop there. Yeah. And God remembered Rachel. And God remembered Keegan. You didn't see that? <laughs> he can say amen, 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 amen. The rest of you saying, oh no, Pastor Rachel. Amen. But the Lord remembered, you can put your name there. And the Lord amen. remembered me. Amen. Amen. And, and I want you to understand this. You've got to understand the backdrop of this. Why this is such a powerful statement. Because Rachel felt as if the Lord has forgotten she, Rachel felt that she was not the choice one that God determined. And so we know that Rachel was, was Jacob's first choice in wives. His father-in-law father, father -in -law deceived him. And the father-in-law later, later came out with a justification that the older, the, the younger daughter cannot get married until the older one. So anyone that's going to look in the house, make sure there's only one girl. Because the father-in-law may Give you the wrong one. Amen. Amen. So he gets there and he's worked seven years. You know what I mean? He worked seven years and, and, and the bride that he was promised, he wasn't given. Amen. And, 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 and you know, for all, everyone that is going into a house, just make sure the elder sister is married. <laughs> Amen. You know, otherwise you'll have a Laban problem. You know? Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I feel sorry for you if the elder sister doesn't want to get married. <laughs> Amen. 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 But anyway, he, he comes into this house. Father-in-law has tricked him. He's given him Leah. He, he, uh, and he said, oh. But, the Lord, but he works and, he, uh, and, and, and Rachel is there. Leah, the Lord has blessed her. She's had children. And uh, Rachel is looking at this and saying, how come I'm not having children? Yeah. And she's looking at this and, and she feels that the Lord has forgotten her. And she comes to the place where she said, and, and you know, and this is sometimes a sermon for everyone that feels a little forgotten. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in a society where uh, there, are many, there are many ladies that have, that have not been able to have children and, and sometimes they just feel, yeah. you, you know, they saying, I'm here to say to you, God has not forgotten you. For everyone that has sometimes miscarried and lost children, uh, I know it's not an easy thing. May the Lord let you know that you are not forgotten. He remembers you. You know, if, if some of us carry the scars of, of, of 
miscarriages of, of, of babies. You remember, it, although you may have not seen his or her face, and you may have not held them in your hands, but they're a part of you. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes we do not know the pain of, of miscarriage, how it affects the psyche and the emotions of a, of a person, but God remembers. Yeah. And here we see Rachel has gone through this. Uh, Leah has had six sons by now. Uh, it seems like Jacob should be enough, you know, of, of sons. And, uh, and then we, we, we come to the encounter where she's, uh, where Rachel feels like she's forgotten and the law and the Bible says, and God remembered Rachel. It doesn't mean that God forgot her. It doesn't mean, it, I want you to understand, don't stop praying till the Lord answers. Don't give up till the Lord shows up for you. Amen. And the Bible says, and the God remembered her and he listened to her and enabled her to conceive. Amen. The, look at that. The Bible says God remembered her and listened to her. That means she didn't stop speaking. You see, sometimes we stop speaking because we think God stopped listening. You just keep praying. That's why the Bible says pray without ceasing. Keep on beginning to petition God. God, here's your prayer. And there is something about it. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. You've got to consistently pray. You have to consistently trust. God will begin to show up. And then the Bible says she became pregnant, gave birth to a son, and, and, and she said, God has taken away my disgrace. So we see that she looked at it as, as a way that when, 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 when God wasn't answering her prayer, she felt as if God was, it was a disgrace to her. You know, it was a shame that was on her. But she says, God has taken away my, my, my disgrace. And she named him, Joseph. And then she said, may the Lord add to me another son. I want you to understand when Joseph's appear in your life, it begins to give you hope, not just for the one, but for many to come after them. I want you to understand when, 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 jo when Joseph was born to, 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 uh, to, to Rachel, she said, Lord, I'm grateful for Joseph and I'm believing you for another son. And we know she has another son by the name of Benjamin. And the Bible says after Rachel gave birth to Joseph. That's not me. Okay, can you mute the other mics? That's all muted. Okay. After, after, after Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, send me on my way so that I can go back to my own homeland. Give me my, my, my wives and my children for whom I've served you and I will be on my way. You know how much I have work I've done for you. But Laban said to him, if I found favor in your eyes, please stay. I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me with you, has blessed me because of you. He added, he added, now name your wages and I will pay it to you. Now look at how powerful this is. When Joseph shows up on the scene, Rachel is, is, is excited. Jacob all of a sudden gets a new sense of purpose in his life. When Joseph shows up, Jacob says, I'm no longer comfortable being in Laban's house. 
I want you to understand that Joseph gets you to the place where you're no longer just comfortable in the house of Laban anymore, but you realize it's time now to chart your own direction. I want to talk to a group of people that have been laboring and doing certain things, but you are, you, you've been playing it safe for a long time. But here we find that uh, Jacob for a long time was running from Esau, he was running from his, from his family. He connects to Laban in, in a moment of crisis in his life, but what has become a crisis commitment has now begun to enslave him. And now he is working for, for Laban and, and we know that he's prospering and the house of Laban is prospering because of him because the Bible says that Laban comes to him and says, if I found favor, please stay. And, and Laban was very selfish about why he should stay. Yeah. Laban was selfish because Laban says stay because by divination, that means not by a prophetic word, he says by some soothsayer, yeah. some fortune teller, some bone thrower was told me, I'm blessed because you are a mouse. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some people that are beneficiaries of residual blessings because you showed up. Yeah. That means your workplace can be blessed because you did. Yeah. Now, this is not an arrogant statement. This is a statement of fact. Because the hand of the Lord is upon your life, wherever you are will become prosperous. And it's not that they are doing something good. It's because God's got you there. And in order to sustain you, he's got to bless that business. Huh? That means your boss should be happy that you're the employee. Isn't it? Some of you are looking at me. You know, Pastor, my, my boss won't be happy you know, because I'm the most troubled. And, and generally, Christian people are the worst employees. May the Lord change it. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. We are a bunch of Josephs, amen? Yeah. amen? That means wherever we are is going to begin to prosper because we did. Now, this was a blessing on Jacob, his father. His father made the statement, he says, this place, uh, this place is blessed because you are here. And so he, he comes to him and look at Laban. Laban says, hey, can I change your wages? Yeah. Can I? You, you, Laban was manipulating him, taking advantage of him. But when he was about to leave, he said, I'm going to give you more pay. Stay. Hey. Now, how many of you sometimes, when you wanted to leave the job, and then the boss said, don't worry, man, I'll give you more money. Stay. Mm -hmm. Now you're wondering, all the time you were working there, why didn't you give me more money? Yeah. Only when you're about to leave. Now, 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 now I'm, not, I'm not encouraging you to go and say to your boss, I'm going to leave. <laughs> as a negotiation strategy for more pain. Because for some of you, the boss is going to say goodbye. Smile and wave. Smile and wave. As you go in, the smile and wave. Because the boss is going to say, I was wanting to fire you. But lucky you came and you said, huh? So for some of you, it's not a negotiation tactic. But for, for Jacob, because he had evidence of the blessing and the grace of God upon your life. I want you to understand, become the kind of employee. Become the kind of business person. That when people do business with you, not only are, are you prospering, but they are prospering also. Yeah. 
because they are connected to you. I want you to understand people want to be connected to people that they know brings favor and adds value to their life. Yes. Amen? Amen? Whoever comes into your life, may they add value to your life. Yes. Otherwise, <laughs> smile and wave. Smile and wave. Amen? Yes. Amen? If you're not adding value, <laughs> smile and wave. You know? Just let Opa go. You, you, got to, you get to get to... Hallelujah. Yes. Some of you, you got to understand this. But you, may you never be the kind of employee that they're happy when you go. Yes. They throw a party not just because of you, but they throw a party that you're gone. Yes. You know, when people are excited that you leave, then you got a problem. Amen? People should be excited that you're there. But so we see the life of Jacob. Now we understand when Joseph came on the scene, many changes came into the life of, of Jacob. We understand later in the scripture, as I read earlier, you'll find his name will, will change from Jacob to Israel. And what starts off in one man becomes a nation. Yeah. Right? Out of, the, out of Israel will come 12 sons. And the 12 sons will become the 12 tribes of Israel. And the 12 tribes of Israel will become, will become a nation of Israel himself. But in this, then God will begin to bless Joseph. And we know when Joseph will come on the scene, later on the father, you'll find favor in his eyes of his father Jacob. His father will knit him a coat of many colors. And that was a very prophetic statement in the fact that he, he was, he, when he put the coat upon him, it basically was he putting a mantle upon Joseph, basically indicating that Joseph was carrying an anointing that will cover his entire family. Yeah. And each of the colors, and remember, each of the tribes of Israel will be known later on by different colors, the different color distinctions. And all of the colors on the coat of, 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 of Joseph becomes the colors of the various tribes of Israel. And in that, God will say to him, you are carrying an anointing to preserve a household. I pray that in every household, there will be a Joseph that will carry an anointing to preserve that household. Amen. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus that we understand and identify the Joseph. Now his brothers, were, 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 they, they, they were brothers of another mother. You know, they, they, they were brothers. Uh, and, and so when they came in, they didn't understand it. They didn't understand how come the father is favoring this fellow. And then straight after he, when he gets the mantle upon him and he gets the coat, then he starts dreaming. Mm. Now that's a, a strange setup. His father sets him up. His brothers are, uh, get angry because now he's dreaming. And the dream he has is that they're all collecting sheaves of, of wheat in, 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 the, in the field. And his sheep are standing up straight and there's us bowing. And then they said, oh. We're going to bow to you. Mm. Hey, this is not right. So they, they, they say, so, 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 so they weren't able to accept it. And that caused one problem after another. And it caused his brothers to be angered toward him. I want you to understand, Joseph is not doing anything. He's showing up on the scene. He shows up on the scene. His mother is excited. Shows up on the scene. His father gets strength to go fulfill his purpose and understand his destiny is not locked with labor but his destiny is locked in his understanding, his inheritance that has come down from Abraham and Isaac, his father, and now to him. I want you to understand that some of you are in the house of Laban when you should be in the house of Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. Did I lose my age? Yes, I lost my age. 
in the house of, <laughs> of Isaac. So I want you to understand this. That the Lord wants to begin to move in your life, but you can't be located in the house of Laban. In the house of Laban, you are just a, a laborer, you are just a worker. But in the house of Isaac, you are a son of promise. You, are, you have an inheritance. So, so, so he comes in there and he's understanding this. But now he's got the coat. His brothers are angry with him. The brothers want to kill him. They say, okay, instead of killing him, let's just sell him away. So they sold him. Now that's a sad thing. Sad thing when your brothers give up on you. Yeah. Amen? When your family turns. I do not know whether any of you ever had family turn and you don't, don't, don't look left or right. Just keep looking straight. <laughs> because some of them are sitting next to you. Yeah. But you just keep... Uh, you, you, you understand that sometimes when family stops believing in you, that's the biggest challenge. Yeah. And so he's sold as a slave, but he still has a purpose and a plan over his life. And then he comes into the, he comes into the house of Potiphar, and that which was spoken over his father Jacob becomes evidence in his life. Remember Jacob, Laban said of Jacob, Our, my house is blessed because of you. Later on, Potiphar will say, my house is blessed. Because of Joseph, there's an anointing that is carrying. I want you to understand there's an anointing that is on your parents that can be upon your life. Amen. And there's a, there's a measure. Some of you that are parents, there's an anointing that can, is on your life that can be on the life of your children. Therefore, maintain the connection. Maintain the connection. Remember, even after Joseph was sold as a slave, later he's in the palace, all that. What does he ask for first? He says, where's my brother Benjamin? How's my father? You got to remain and maintain a connection from one generation to another. So he comes in, he's in the house of Potiphar. Potiphar's house is prospering. Potiphar's in the place where he does it. He's got so much of things happening, so much of wealth. His house is doing really, really well that he doesn't even know how much he has. Isn't that a good problem to have? Isn't that a good problem to have where you, you've got so much that you don't, you, you stop counting. Hallelujah. Some of you say, oh, Pastor, amen. If that was me, I'll stop counting too long. So he, he got someone to count and he got someone to say, and he understood that Joseph was blessed, his house was blessed because it's under the leadership of Joseph. Joseph's bring in a measure of grace wherever they go. Yeah. I want you to understand, this is when we talk about raising a generation of Josephs, wherever they go and whoever they come in contact with, they're a blessing. Amen. And, and, and I want you to understand the blessing is not connected to the place, it's connected to the person. Yes. Because uh, no place can carry grace, people carry grace. Yes. Yes. So Joseph is carrying the grace, then we find Potiphar's wife uh, fancies uh, Joseph, puts him into another problem, he didn't have an ask for. Remember, now he got problems. God sets him up by giving him dreams. His father sets him up by putting a coat upon him. Now he's in, in, in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar has, has found so much, he's found so much favor with Potiphar that even now his wife has a problem. And then he gets wrongfully accused. He's in prison. And in the prison he's interpreting dreams. Right? So from, he goes from a dreamer to interpreting of dreams. And he interprets a dream for the baker and the butler. The baker one was going to end up in demise. The, the butler, he was going to be restored back to his job. The butler gets back his job. Joseph is still in prison. But then the king has a dream. 
I want you to understand, look at how dreams played an important part in the life of Joseph. There are certain, uh, there's a very key element that is key to your life and to your advancement in the kingdom, your advancement in, in the purposes of God. And if you find that golden thread and you maintain that, that becomes the key, the access key to everything else that will come in your life. Dreams was the tool that God was using to begin to expose the blessing that Joseph carried. So he comes in, the king is having a dream. No one can interpret the dream. None of the wise men of, of Egypt, none of the magicians, none of the soothsayers or the fortune tellers put the say, There are some things that is ordained for you. Yeah. I, wa I want you to understand this. You've got to understand this, that the king had a dream specific because God was using the dream to promote, to, to promote Joseph. God has prepared certain very, very succinct, very, very precise measures in order to, for your promotion and for your advancement. So he gives the king of the dream. The butler remembers, hey, there's someone that interpreted my dream and it came to pass. He, said, he speaks to the Pharaoh. I want you to understand, God will give someone that you blessed in one season of your life may open a door for you in another season of your life. Don't take relationships for granted. Don't take people for granted. Yeah. You, you thought this one, this one was a jailbird. No, no, no. He wasn't a jailbird. He was an access key. Yeah. You see, we treat people where we find them. But we don't know what they carry. Yeah. Ah. You see, sometimes you may see me in shorts. And you may think, this is it. Or you may see certain people dressed in a certain way and we uh, associate them with certain things. But I want you to understand, it's beyond that. Yeah. Some of us may meet people in different, uh, difficult circumstances, but God will show up yeah. in their lives. Amen. So we find this is happening with, with, with Joseph. He interpreted a dream. He comes to the king, and the king has a strange dream. He has a dream that out of the river there came seven fat cows. Mm. And then, after that, there came seven lean cows. Thin ones. And the, the thin ones... Ate the fat ones. Hey. That's a problem. Right? So the interpretation of the dream was there's going to be seven years of plenty. And thereafter that, there's coming seven years of famine. And if in the years of plenty you are unable to maintain, the years of famine will eat what is there. So God not only gives him an interpretation for the dream, but God gives him a strategy for Egypt. Now I want you to understand how this is important for us where we are today. There are going to be seasons of plenty in your lives. And in the seasons of plenty, you need to know how to build storehouses. So that when the lean years come, you know how to begin to be exercised a measure of sustenance and a measure of resource in the linear. He said to he said to Pharaoh, he said to him, in the seven years of plenty, you harvest, you build barns, you store, but in the in the years of famine, you'll be able to sustain yourself and you'll be able to sell to those that need. I want you to understand, God always gives you a strategy for the season you're going into. The problem is that we miss the signs. But we need a Joseph that is not only interpreting dreams, but has a strategy from the Lord. Yes. And the strategy 
is what promotes Joseph. I want you to understand, all you need is the wisdom of God. You need the strategy of God. You can be sitting in the boardroom with other people, and all of a sudden God will give you a word of wisdom, and you will speak something that will bring a solution to the challenge that's on the table. But not only will it be a solution on the table, but it will be a stepping stone for your elevation. A stepping stone for God to begin to promote you. I want you to get to the place where you believe God that this is going to begin to happen. I do not know whether some of you have, have been in experiences where you got into the, into the room and all of a sudden God gave you a word of wisdom and you said it, but the people saw you in a certain position and they saw you in a certain role that you played at work and they, miss, and, and, and they dismissed what you said. But hours and days and months after they, you shared with them a strategy, Later on, they'll come back to you and they'll say, hey, you know, I just thought about this idea and it's the exact same thing you said. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Some people are just egotistic. Yeah. They're just not going to take your evidence, but may the Lord call to their remembrance. Yes. Hey, isn't this the same thing that, 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 that General said a long time ago? Why, are we, why did it take us so long to come here? I'm here to say to you, you're going to see things in advance before it begins to take place. You're going to sit in a board meeting and there's, a, there's an idea that you're going to come and you're going to say it and I'm going to believe that God, uh, together with you, that God is going to use you and get them to recognize that there is a wisdom that comes from you. And we're not going to take days and months to begin to come to this solution. We're going to come to it now. People get paid for ideas. Some of the most wealthiest people get paid just for the idea. They don't even implement it, nothing. They just give a strategy. May you start to getting paid for your ideas. May you start getting Hallelujah. I do not know whether you just like working for the man. May the Lord begin to give you witty inventions, Amen. creative ideas, yeah. insight, divine insights that will make room for you. Amen. Amen. When you walk into a place, may you be a solution carrier, yeah. a, a grace carrier that brings solutions to people. And when they hear you, they may their lives begin to change. That's what happened to Joseph. Yeah. Joseph came to the king. You see, the world recognizes something. Yeah. They recognize answers and they recognize solutions. Yeah. They, they don't want to know your name. They don't want to know who your father, where you come from. Yeah. They know you, you know me. You know, they don't want to know who you or whatever. They want to know what you can bring yes. to the table. Amen. And when yeah. you can bring something to the table, they recognize you. Yeah. I'm here to say to you, Joseph's bring something to the table. Yes. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Joseph's bring something to the table. We're not lazy people. Yeah. We're not waiting for a handout. We're not waiting for somebody else to do it. We are go-getters. We are people that will begin yes. to show up. You may work for the company and eventually they'll give you the company. Amen. Amen. Hey, they got children, but they'll say, ah, oh, I want to give you because I know you'll carry this forward. Yeah. The Bible said of Joseph, Joseph fathered Pharaoh. You know what it means? The most powerful man of the then known world. Pharaoh was the most powerful man. Yet all of the wisdom in Egypt could not compare to the wisdom that Joseph carried. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm here to say to you, there's a sons and daughters of God that is emerging on the earth that carry the wisdom of God. That when they show up even in, in circular environments, that we must get to the place where we're able to father politicians and father nations and father economic systems and father people that are making powerful decisions in every place. And we got sons that are Joseph's that are there and say, yeah, we are. Amen. God's got you. Hallelujah. Yeah. You may, I pray you get it in your yes. spirit. Yes. Some of you are going to begin to step into environments and all of a sudden the people, all the rumors going to begin to turn to you. And there's a problem that's on the table and they're going to turn to you because they know you carry an ability to say something and do something and release something in the atmosphere. Yeah. So may the Lord begin to cause you yes. to begin to release a word, release a, a word of anointing, a re release a measure that is going to begin to transform yes. situations. Amen. That's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened to Joseph. The Bible says he, there was second, he was second to the Pharaoh in the whole of Egypt. Yeah. Pharaoh put his ring on him. That means he gave him such authority that even if, if, if Joseph will decree a thing, it will be established in Egypt. He is a Jew. Yeah. Running Egypt. I can imagine the rest of the fellows that thought that they were next in line. Yeah. Huh? Who's this? And all he did was interpret one dream. He had no connections. Yeah. He didn't have no contacts. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have no friends yeah. in, in, in this thing. He didn't have no brothers, uncles, aunties opening doors, nothing. No one opening doors. He, he relied on the gift that God gave him. Amen. Yeah. May the Lord anoint you Hallelujah. for wherever you are. May the Lord use you so yeah. powerfully that people will recognize that you carry something. The Bible says he fathered. I want you to understand. God gave him a strategy. Gave him a strategy for the solution there. And the solution put him in the place. But the place wasn't for him. Yeah. Yeah. You see the thing is that. You say yes Lord bless me. Bless me. I'm going to shine Lord. I'm going to smile Lord. I'm, yeah yeah yeah. It's okay. But the, the door is not just for you. Yeah. Yeah. You can only eat so much. Hey, you take you go you, you can buy the whole McDonald's. You can only eat so many burgers. After that you're gonna pass out. Is it? Yeah. Well, otherwise your colon is gonna have a problem. Something's gonna happen. But but you've got to get to the place when God opens a door. He will come eventually. Remember, he's come there. He's wearing the coat, the coat didn't change. Although the brothers took his coat off. The anointing, the mantle was already on him. It's not the clothes you wear yeah. that carries the mantle. The mantle was placed on him. His father recognized it. You're the protector of the household. So he comes in and his brothers come later on to buy. I'm here to say to you, the strategy he gave to, to Pharaoh, enriched Pharaoh to the place. And I know that there are many businesses that are blessed because of children of God that are doing the, the work. Yes. Amen. He's doing it. Pharaoh has, has been blessed. Famine hits the land. They got the resource. And remember, the one that has the resource controls yeah. the value. Yeah. You know what's happening in the world. Yeah. The oil price today. We're paying 26 rand for fuel, a liter. 
because someone is controlling the oil. And if they control it, they can determine the price. And when they determine the price, I want you to understand, when you're hungry, it doesn't matter how much money you got. The one that controls what is happening, if there's a scarcity of food, you, you, you know, last year, July, we were all buying bread. How much were you buying bread for? 30 rand a loaf. 40 rand a loaf. And you did like you could never do without bread. <laughs> oh Lord, no, no bread. No. Only a few days we were finished. We were phoning each other. Hey, you got eggs. <laughs> I want your eggs. I, I, I phoned Lorenzo. I said, Lorenzo, Lorenzo, I've got a contact. And we did like we, and we bought the tray of eggs and we ate the eggs for the whole man, but we, we were doing like we couldn't do without it that day. Yeah. Isn't it? That means demand yeah. controls the price. Yeah. And so when there came a demand in Egypt, Pharaoh could control the price. Mm -hmm. Look at what the strategy. In the years of plenty, Build big barns, storehouses, and store. Not eat as much as you can. Yeah. Because seven years is coming, that lean, now I'll, I'll live. You know, like I'll come out of hibernation <laughs> and I'll be okay. No, no, no. He says build storehouses. Yeah. Yeah. In the years of plenty, for those that are building careers, building lives, building families, do you have a storehouse? Yeah. Build storehouses. Build capacity. When you have some money, don't go buy another shoe. You got 10 shoes. 11 shoes are not going to help. Don't buy another car. You got one car. How many cars you can drive at the same time? Build resources that increase in equity, increase in value. And now you say, no, Pastor, don't step there. No, no, don't eat like there's no tomorrow. Get, get to the place where you're storing. You see, Pharaoh was smiling because when the time of starvation came, the rest of them didn't know the secret. There's a secret for us to be able to sustain in a time of famine. If your business is doing well, a certain portion of it that you know you don't need, that should be kept away, storehouse. That should be used to build capacity. For your future. Amen. Keep building capacity for your future. Yeah. Hey, I'm talking to people that are, I'm giving you a secret. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Build so that when you're on pension, you got a you got a passive income coming in. Build that when, when, when you don't have to work past 60, your money is working for you. You're like a lanny, it is showing. <laughs> Well, for years, you could be working as a machinist, you could be working as a laborer, whatever, but you can be a lani one day. Because you got wisdom and you applied that wisdom yeah. in saving and building capacity. Amen? Some of you got big land. Build a, build a place where you can get some rental income. Let other people pay your bond. Let other people pay your lights and water. All you're doing is just collecting. Yeah. <laughs> Huh? 
even when you're collecting your sasa, are you okay? Yeah. It's fine. God will sustain you. Yeah. Many of us are scared. Get old, what, what you gonna do? I'm gonna make it under. No, no, I've got streams. Yeah. Streams of income. Things that are coming to me. Things that are sown in the seasons that have gone by, mm -hmm. but it's coming to me. Amen? Amen. Start looking after yourself. May the Lord begin to multiply you that you're smiling, saying, hey, Pastor, I'm okay. Yeah. The Lord's been good to me. Yeah, the Lord gave me a strategy, gave yeah. me a word. This is what we're raising up, Joseph's. I'm we, we're praying that God will raise up. There's some young men and women, people that are starting careers, starting the young professionals that are in this house, that I pray that you will rise to the highest level in yes. your field. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. May you rise to the highest yes. level in your field. Yes. May you, God give you the grace to begin to, to, to father the Pharaoh of your field. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hey, the kingdom is not going to struggle. Yeah. Because there are Josephs that are in the house. Yeah. And when the brothers come to Joseph and, and then Joseph reveals to them and says, Hey, I'm your brother Joseph. They got scared. They thought, hey, now he's going to punish us. No, no, no. He comes with a revelation, and the revelation is God sent me before you to preserve life. Yeah. That's why we raise up Joseph, because they can preserve the life of other people. Yeah. I pray that God will raise up Joseph in the household, even in the household of God, even in Potter's house. I, I want you to understand that we are bigger than we think we are. Yes. Yes. We are big, even as a church, as a ministry, we are bigger than the number of people that are in the house. Yeah. Number of people that are associated to the ministry. I'm here to say to us that there are going to be sons and daughters that will arrive and take this word, yes. apply it, and they'll come back and say, Hey, God, it works. Yes. It yes. works, it works, yeah. it works. I pray that the Lord will use it. But you know what is the amazing thing? It wasn't his accolade, his intellect, or his skill yeah. that promoted him. It was the gift of God in him yes. that promoted him. And you're saying, but that gift is a spiritual gift. How does it make way in a circular? Because that gift doesn't tie only to your spiritual life. But that gift, when applied, even in the circular, will, will cause you always to raise, rise to the top. Always, wherever you are, you'll rise to the top. Everywhere you go, you'll be taken notice of God will show up on your behalf. May the Lord raise up a generation of Joseph's. Come on, let's just bow our heads together. Lord, we love you. I pray that somewhere in your heart you will be able to get a hold of this word. Lord, raise up a generation of Josephs in this house and ministry. Raise up a generation of Josephs that will be able to be preservers of the household, preservers of the house of God. Father, let those of God that will carry the mantle for leadership in their generation. Father, I pray this in the name of Jesus. Cause increase, cause favor, cause breakthrough to come into the lives of your people. In the name of Jesus. You are an amazing God. You're a faithful God. You're a loving God. We worship you and praise you. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to just take a moment. Pray over your household. Pray over your family. Pray over your job. 
for some of you that is here today you may be you may be working in a company right now but for some of you god is bringing you into a place where you would own your own business create an opportunity for you to be in your own business that i want you to understand this that 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 jacob had to move from being a laborer to the place where he was he was walking in his purpose and he became an owner of property and cattle and and and, and promises of god i pray today may the lord begin to shift you for some of you that are here today and you've been faithful to the lord the key in this is be faithful to the lord i want you to understand god will begin to do it for some of you he'll do it in the life of your children for some of you he'll do it in the life of your grandchildren for some of you he's doing it right now in your life yes so stop thinking small stop minimizing your thinking stop 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 just wanting to just get by just make it stop trying to suppress that dream that plan that god has given you that desire that there should be more but you start somewhere jacob started by looking after the cattle and the sheep and looking after after the animals of, of labor you may have to for a season serve in another house before god makes your dream a reality but be faithful because everything god does in your life is deliberate bless your people today lord we pray in jesus name and everybody said amen